0: I want to talk to you today about something kind of unusual that maybe you haven't thought of doing, and that is preparing for battles that you know are coming and asking God to prepare your heart so that you can handle those battles being clothed in the fruits of the Spirit and ready and prepared for battle if need be. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is what do you do when you disagree with God? How do you get through that? So let's talk about that. I'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the More Power Than You Think podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow. Renewing the mind is choosing to give our loyalty to thoughts and beliefs that align with scripture and casting down the thoughts that don't. In 2013, God took me a suicidal, bipolar woman and radically changed and saved my life by teaching me to choose His thoughts above my own. My passion is to empower you with biblical, tactical, and scientific knowledge that will equip you to regain control of your thoughts so they stop controlling you. Regardless of circumstances and the messiness of life, claiming and applying the power God has given us to choose in 2 Corinthians 10.5 will lead to you living the abundant life that Christ intended, and it starts in the mind, one thought at a time. So perhaps you're the most curious about what I said about what do you do when you disagree with God? And I want to give an example of one time when that was happening to me. There was a very serious life choice that I was dealing with, and I had to get it settled. I was wavering back and forth on my commitment on this issue, and the Bible clearly stated what the right choice should be. But, you know, we can't... I mean, we can lie to ourselves, but we know we're lying. And we can try to hide things from God, but he knows the truth. And so this is how I decided to handle that. I just went before God and I was honest. And I said, God, I don't agree with you on this principle, but I know that I'm wrong and you are right. And I admitted to God that my heart was not in agreement with his word. I mean, why try to hide that? He sees that anyway. And it would have been completely fruitless if I would have just tried to say, okay, I agree with God and I'm just going to move on because I didn't agree. And it was becoming a roadblock and a stumbling block. And it was important that I did agree with God on this principle. And so I asked him, I said, Lord, after I was honest with him about The truth. I said, Lord, please help me. Please work in my heart to agree and surrender to this biblical principle that you've laid out in scripture so clearly. I don't agree with it right now, but I want to agree with it. I want my heart to be united with your word and with your truth. And so Lord, I pray that you, that every day you would just be working in my heart to become unified with your principle on a deep core level. Not just by me saying, okay, I believe you, but no, me truly surrendering my will. And it took about three months of me praying that prayer And at the end of those three months, my heart was unified with that biblical principle. And it's not that things became easy because I decided to agree with that principle. It's because things were so hard that I disagreed with it because his way was hard. (laughs) Obeying his will in, in this area of struggle was the hard thing to do. But I also knew that being in God's will is the right thing to do and is always going to lead to blessings and fruit and fellowship with God. So friend, is there something that you know God says is what he wants you to do, but you don't agree with it, but you know it's true? So first of all, you need to get your motive to want to be lined up with God's word. And so if that's where you need to start your prayer, you know, let me backtrack a second. The reason I went to God and wanted Him to change my heart is because my motive is that I want to please Him, and I want my fellowship to be close to Him, and I don't want things standing in the way. So my motive to be unified was so that my fellowship could be sweet and I could be in His will. So if that's not your motive, that's the first thing you should ask. You should probably start with, God, please help my motive. My number one top priority to be to please you and, for, and to be walking in alignment with you. At the same time, you could be saying, I don't agree with your principle here, Lord, but I know that you're right and I'm wrong. Please change my heart and then just give it time. It took me three months of asking him to change my heart so that it would align with his principles. And it might take you longer. And it could be something like you're really struggling to forgive someone. Um, I was thinking just the other day, it's really hard to have the right Christ-like mindset towards someone who hates you. Like maybe that's your battle. But whatever it is, God already knows the truth. He already sees our heart. There's no point in us trying to deceive him or hide it from him or deceive ourselves. Let's just lay it all out, go to God, get our motive in alignment with our purpose, which is to please him, glorify him, be in his will, have fellowship, and then ask him to unify our heart to match his word and his desires and his principles. Then the second thing that I wanted to talk to you about was That, you know, I mentioned that I'm preparing myself for some difficult things in the future. And one of those things is there are two people that I am 99.999% sure they just flat out don't like me. But it's not the kind of dislike that's hidden. You know, I'm sure there's lots of people that don't like me, (laughs) but but they're trying to uh, be obedient to Scripture and love me anyway, right? And so when they so so when they communicate with me, they're still kind, they're still um, trying to have a Christ-like spirit, Um, and and I really appreciate that. You know, we're not going to like everybody, but we are to try to love each other like Christ. But there's two people that outwardly do not try to be kind. (laughs) Um, One of them, my perspective could be off um, because my interaction with this person has been minimal. And so it could just be that I don't know their personality. And so I'm not quite sure about that one. But the other one has to my face been rude and publicly in front of others has been rude towards me. And that hurts me a lot because that hurts the body of Christ for one thing. And that means that that person is hurting. That person cannot be treating me that way and be right with God. And they're blind to that because they're still choosing to be unkind to me anyway. So they're not making the connection that their walk with God is being disrupted by their disdain for me. But here's where the the preparing part comes in as I try to figure out if I need to approach, I, I don't think I need to approach the one person. I think I might just not know this person and that their personality might just not be as, you know, cushy and emotional as mine. Like, you know, I'm a hugger, I, 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 I'm just a different personality and this person might be just kind of more of a matter of fact. So I don't have too much of a worry about this f- uh, friendship going well in the future. I think it's gonna be all right but the one that is outwardly having disdain for me as i've pondered lord how do i handle that should i approach this person you know what if i'm wrong or you know I, and as i kind of imagine okay if i approach this person what what can i say what would be the right words to say and as i'm thinking about it here's what i'm noticing in my heart i'm getting upset i'm getting bitter And the pretend conversation in my mind is turning to sarcasm and all the sarcastic things I can say to them. And what that's revealing is, I'm not ready to talk to this person because I'm not loving them properly. Can you see that? That's what the Holy Spirit is showing me, that when I think about this person and how I can mend this so that there's not discord between us, because again, that hurts the whole body of Christ then the Holy Spirit is helping me to see that I'm having a problem. I'm upset with this person. Like, why are they allowing our relationship to be like this? I don't understand. And so I, have, I am having bitterness and I am having the need to be sarcastic and to get revenge and to lash out. So number one, that's showing me, I have more preparation in my heart before I can approach this person because right now my heart is not right. And so here's how I can prepare and how I am preparing. I'm praying for this person, genuinely. I'm trying to ask, you know, Holy Spirit, what trials could this person be going through that maybe I can just pray for? There's always things we can pray for people about, right? So number one, I can prepare for this future conversation by praying for this person in love and And wanting God to bless them abundantly, and you know, saying prayers like that, but really meaning them with my heart. But then I can also really focus on, you know, the love chapter in Corinthians and also the fruits of the Spirit, and just really meditate and pray and ask the Holy Spirit to genuinely change my heart truly to love this person. I said a moment ago, it is hard to love people that don't like you. We, you know, I think that's why God said in the Bible that we love him because he first loved us. His love for us makes it so easy to love him back. But when somebody actually doesn't like us, then we are loving them with nothing in return. And that's difficult. There's no warm, fuzzy feeling of me loving this person. I'm not going to get anything back but I am going to be obeying my savior and be reflecting Christ and having the fruits of the spirit. So so in preparation for the future conversation in hopes of mending this relationship, um, I have to prepare because my heart is not right. My heart has bitterness. So maybe there's a place in your life where you're feeling the same way, that you need to prepare your heart before you have a difficult conversation with someone. And then the last way that I'm preparing my heart for something that's in the future is, I I believe it's in May, that's um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And if the Lord keeps guiding me this way, then that entire month, I'm actually going to double up on episodes and teach uh, two episodes a week for that month. And they're all going to be about mental illness. And they're not just going to be for the per- person who has mental health issues you know so some of them will be teaching them how do you cope with it and what are some tips and skills and 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 just really relating to the person that is already experiencing it but i'm also going to be addressing the stigma and the hypocrisy and the oh, just the harm that our independent fundamental circles and it's really not just independent fundamentals it's probably overall the majority of christian circles christian churches christian communities that are causing so much harm and in some cases deadly harm but here's here's why i have to prepare and to prepare for that and that's in may you may not you may remember that on the friend to friend podcast jessica smallwood the host asked me to speak on mental illness and I knew that it's controversial and I am, I'm really emotional about it because I'm really upset the things people say that are just flat out lies, not based on fact at all. Um, so in preparation for that interview, I read my Bible four times in four months because first of all, I wanted to make sure I was drenched in scripture. And, and one of the reasons for that was I needed to make sure that my emotion about this subject was gone. Meaning my agenda. Actually, maybe that's a more precise word to use because I think it's okay to have emotion and passion. Absolutely. But my agenda should be off the table because this isn't about me. This is about truth and truth is God. I am the way, the truth and the life. And so I read my Bible four months in a row from cover to cover. I also studied, um, Oh, probably at least fifty hours of all kinds of things other than the Bible to make sure that I was presenting truth and fact and not Jennifer's opinion, and the toll that it took on me was so heavy. It was the hardest thing I had ever done, because because of the horrible battle that's out there on this subject. That's causing division and harm. And so for me to be able to do this again in May means that I'm going to be under that same heaviness. Because, you know, when you focus on things that are hard and heavy, it can bring down your spirit. Just like when Jesus knew in the garden that the cross was before him and that he was going to be separated for the first and one and only time of all eternity, past and future. He was gonna be separated from his father. And he was in agony. So, and that's how I felt when I was preparing for that interview last year. So I'm already preparing for my study and month of teaching on mental illness that's going to be in May because i have to make sure my agenda is off the table because my agenda can bring out sarcasm and harm and i also need to prepare my heart and my spirit and and just ask god for his protection because it was really really hard on me it was really hard on me i can't convey <laughs> It was all for the good. It was right. It was. I was supposed to go through it, but um, I am a little nervous about going through that again. So, I, I guess I'm telling you this. All of these three things, you know. I've talked about. What do you do when you don't agree with God? Well, you go before him and you admit the truth and you take the time that is needed to get your heart in alignment with him. For me on that subject, it took three months. So that was preparing, right? I needed God to prepare my heart to match his. And then I talked about preparing my heart to mend a relationship where before I can speak to this person, I must prepare my heart because my heart's not right. And then I've just talked to you about preparing for a future thing that I know is going to be taxing, difficult, and there will be a temptation for my flesh to interfere. And I want you to just kind of maybe change your perspective of what you're going through. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, where can I apply what Jennifer's teaching today? Where do I need to be preparing my spirit for something that's happening in the future? Maybe it's you're going to be an empty nester or someone's getting married. One of your children are getting married and you are noticing that you are not letting go. Like God says, God says, let go <laughs> that you're, you don't get to be the decision maker in their lives anymore. And maybe you know that this is going to be a huge battle for you, that you're going to be the kind of mother or father-in-law that interferes. And, and anyway, see how that battle and you need to prepare for that Look into your future. What is is in your future that you know you need a special anointing of God's grace and wisdom and power and His fruit of the Spirit so that your flesh is out of the way? Start preparing for that battle today and Be building up that faith and that armor so that when the battle comes, you're prepared. It will make a huge difference. Now, next week, the episode is not going to be me teaching, but instead, it's going to be an opportunity for you to grab a cup of coffee or some hot apple cider that you have left over from Christmas Day. Maybe tell your spouse or the kids, I'm going to go spend 30 minutes just by myself. And go off somewhere privately, take the podcast episode with you. And what I'm going to put on there next week is a 22-minute scripture reading. It has Beautiful piano underneath it. It's going to be, I believe, 112 or 118 scriptures that are just going to get you refocused on the Savior. You know, I know that on Christmas Day you're going to have family and it's going to be so busy and you're going to be exhausted from all the hustle and bustle of all the weeks before leading up to Christmas. But this is going to be just a time for you to soothe your soul, spend a few short minutes by yourself, worshiping the Savior, focused on the Savior. And then you can return to the hustle and bustle of the family and the presence and the cleaning up. And maybe you still have family in town. Today, I'm going to be ending with um, Oh Holy Night. And next week, the last song of the Christmas season, I chose What Child Is This? because it's very gentle and it will be very soothing after you have just listened to the scripture reading. I won't talk to you until the day after Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Have a beautiful day with your family and remembering our Savior's birth, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. We're going to end today's episode with a song from one of my albums. I pray that the song I've chosen for you today encourages you and comforts you, but more importantly, I pray that it unites you in fellowship and worship with your Savior. Thank you for tuning in and connecting with me. I'm your host, Jennifer Scow, and until we meet again, I want to encourage you to invite God to everything and keep choosing loyalty to God's thoughts above your own please remember to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This drives Apple to show the podcast to more of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can then get the tools they need to get the victory in the battle for the mind. It is a pleasure serving with you and fighting this battle of the mind together. We are on the winning side. Praise the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Love, Jennifer.
1: A thrill of hope. the weary soul rejoices, for yonder breaks of proclaim